Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode I speak to the founder and CEO of TSL Rentals, Kyle Biscuit. Kyle, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. Thank you very much. So just for people who don't know who you are, just explain a little bit about yourself. I'm pretty much a solo entrepreneur from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, moved out to LA you know, a couple of years ago and I built a business in the travel industry. Awesome. We'll come on to your work, your business slightly later. But first question I always ask everyone is how you fell in love with travel. So for you, how did it all begin? Well, I kind of like to experience different things. Um, um, so I kind of, what I did was I, I went out to Las Vegas and I on vacation and I started traveling from Las Vegas to LA and I really kind of just extended my vacation for two years. I was staying in hotels and four or five star hotels for two years and I learned the travel business and I learned the uh, hospitality industry that way. So that's kind of how I started really liking traveling different, like, you know, what we call fly places and stuff to stay. So that's kind of how I got into it. So there's nothing really early on in your sort of childhood where you were taken by your parents abroad or anything like that. So it was recent. We're talking about here where you fell in love with it. So it's definitely uh, recent. Recently, um, you know, we did little travels here and there, mostly regional. But you know, this type of travel was actually in my adulthood. We'll come on to your business itself. So for people who don't know what it is, tell us what it's about and how did it all begin. So TSL TSL Reynolds. and really TSL, it stands for Top Shelf Lifestyle. So I'm pretty much promoting a lifestyle. What I kind of want to do is um, when I was staying in these hotels and stuff, you know, I, I was like, okay, this is this is a, a lifestyle I'm living and I want to like, you know, uh, market this lifestyle to other people so they can, you know, you know, see what I see and um, enjoy it, you know, enjoy the same stuff that I enjoy. So I kind of put it that way and I kind of, what I'm really, really doing is marketing my lifestyle to people. So when people book my places, it's like you're getting a piece of me. These are my places. I've all, I stayed in all, all of my places. And um, usually I, I'm focused on luxury and, uh, you know, um, and good experiences. So that's pretty much, that kind of sums that up right there. So your target audience, as you just said, the luxury. So we're target, you're targeting people looking for a, a luxury lifestyle away from what they probably do live. Exactly. Or if they do live it, they could just experience it elsewhere and in, in, in a different way. You know, but yeah, basically that's pretty much something. You, you've stayed in these places yourself. Are these yours? You've actually bought these or are these all rentals that you've got and you rent it out to people a bit like Airbnb? I, I have different acquisition process for each property. I just, I, I, I do it according to the property. So it depends on, I might do a master lease on some of the properties. Some of them I might do, you know, a um, land contract or work some out with the owner or some of my, I do buy, you know, it just depends on the property and what makes sense. And uh, for me, but the, the goal is to create residual income 
and increase my residual income. So even if I do a master lease and I'm paying this amount of money, I'm trying to make, you know, maybe double that or, or, or more um, by doing uh, what we call rental arbitrage, the short term rentals, um, you know, through Airbnb. But I usually do other other ways to uh, market as well. I don't try to rely on Airbnb for marketing. Exactly. What year did you start? Officially started in 2016, July. That's when I formed my company. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the, when I actually created my LLC. And I kind of like was playing around with it a little bit uh, before that. Like maybe like up, up to a year before that, I was kind of playing with it. But in 2016, that's when I kind of was like, okay, let me start, you know, doing this a little bit more serious. How has the business gone for you over the last five years? It's, it's been good. I, you know, I, I'm passionate about it. So that's the only reason I've been able to sustain in it because it's, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs in it, you know, um, and only, the only way you could, can get through that is if you're passionate because if not, it's just, it's so many roadblocks it's that you got to break through that. You got to have passion, period. So. How have you coped during the pandemic then? How did your business cope? Uh, it, it took a huge hit. And it was a big mental thing for me too, you know, um, that I had to push through because, you know, it was an unprecedented thing that, you know, you can't see coming. So I, when, it, when it first came out, I didn't know what to think. So all I know is I lost a lot of money. People were traveling from international. I had guests coming internationally that were canceling. I, I lost like tons of money. And I almost wanted a business. I, I got like pretty close to wanting a business. Um, and I told myself, you know, if I could just sustain, um, I'll be appreciative of it. If I don't make it through this, then, you know, I did everything I could. But if I can at least sustain, I'll be appreciative of that. Um, so really what happened was after I, you know, was able to get my, my bearings back under me, I made it through it and I actually grew my business during the pandemic. So once I got through that, that initial phase of, of, uh, of what I was going through as far as like losing all the money and losing all the travel, I actually, uh, you know, uh, retargeted from international and domestic travel to just regional travel. And people were cooped up in their houses. And around June, you know, or so, people started really wanting to get out their house. And they were coming and spending money. They want to stay by the beach and everything. So I made a, you know, I, I did pretty well. And I actually picked up new new park properties during uh, that time, too. That's extraordinary because during the pandemic, I've heard a lot of businesses, travel business, go under big big time. And what uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I got I got friends who you know were in the business, you know, built multi million dollar businesses, and they um, you know, unfortunately, it was you know got a little rough, so a lot, some of them didn't, didn't make it through it. So I'm, I'm blessed to have made it sustained through that. Yeah, I guess what you've done, the hard work that you put in, I guess you would have had the foundation in terms of your business to survive a, I guess, a, a tsunami really, where you don't know whether you were coming or going, and for you to come out of it. It's extraordinary, and I, you know, I applaud you for doing so. And I assume, as you're saying, though, potentially, you know, this is your livelihood you've had for the last four years, and then, bang, something like this happens. Has it made you into a more resilient individual? You know, you can, you think it's all right. I can get through anything in life now, just outside of outside of work and business, anyway. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it, it, it asks your character, but like I said, I, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff, even in building my business from from having no money and having having really nothing to start with and build it to what I built it to. I've, I've been through a lot of stuff. So I was kind of in a way seasoned, but I wasn't seasoned in the fact of it's a situation where it's unprecedented where, where it's never happened before and nobody nobody knows what to think or do. Everybody's panicking. 
So that to me was new, but as far as going up against roadblocks, that wasn't new to me. Um, but yes, it definitely gave me a degree of con- uh, added to, to a degree of confidence to, that I um, have been building over the years and building this business up. Just you know, being a um, entrepreneur, trying to make it in life, and trying to you know basically make something from nothing. So, yeah. Where are these places where people can stay? Are they all over the United States, or uh, do you have it in like certain blocks in the United States itself? Right now, my, my most of my properties are in um, in uh, Southern California. Okay. Um, like I have, I have, I have one in, uh, property in Detroit as well, uh, where I'm from. But I have, uh, you know, um, we have like I have a lot of properties along the coast. Like we got, um, we got Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach, um, South Bay. Uh, Venice, um, Playa del Rey. Then you go all the way out to Malibu. I got properties in Malibu. You come back inland, and I got properties in like downtown. Um, and I got property in Hollywood, West Hollywood Hills. So that's pretty much where the bulk of my properties are. And, oh, in San Diego too, like, which is about two hours from LA. Um, so those are where most of my properties are. At right now. How competitive are you in terms of pricing wise? I assume there are other businesses very similar to you. So what? How competitive are you with your pricing? I try to stay competitive. Like, for instance, we just talk about pandemic. I mean, during that time, it was pretty much a race to the bottom. So I had to you know, um, bite the bullet and humble myself and take rates that I knew that was just weren't were way less than what, what the what the properties were worth, just to mitigate loss. So I'm pretty, you know, I pretty much pay attention to pricing. I use a third party uh, uh, pricing software that that um, curates my prices to with the, the demand, not the demand for next week or this week, the demand that right now, so it might change every day. My prices fluctuate. So, um, and I also pay attention. I have, you know, my operation manager paying attention and, and, uh, to what's going on with the prices so we can uh, be competitive um, and stay booked because, I mean, it's real estate. So, at the end of the day, so, you know, your prices with sales, you know, you can have, you know, um, the, the greatest property ever, but if, if, you, if you price out of the market, it's not going to sell and it's not going to book. So. Competitors, I'm assuming you've got quite a lot of competitors about there. What makes you different, I guess? Is it yourself? Yeah, I think it's me um, in the sense of like I bring a different flavor to the, to, to the business. I'm not just like the normal, you know, uh, I guess cookie cutter, whatever um, person. I, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of myself and I, and I bring, I'm real big on style and and we call, you know, what you call swag and, and flavor and stuff. So I, I kind of bring my energy to the business and really the business, Top Shelf Lifestyle, TSL, is a reflection of me. So that's kind of what I bring to separate myself um, from some of my competitors who probably have venture capitalists and all kind of stuff that I don't have. So. Do you have any other funding coming through do you have sponsors uh, i assume you work with quite a lot of different companies or is it just mainly you your income revenue comes from people renting it out pretty much all me i pretty much built it from all me no investors no partners no i mean would you would you like that though would you would that put a bit of pressure off you if you can get someone i guess on your website you could have more sponsors and whatnot would that be a goal of yours i mean of course i'll be open to sponsorship as far as investors um I'll be open to that depending on what, you know, I've had people that uh, want to come and invest, but a lot of times that they want, um, you know, too much stake in the company or something like that. So it depends on what they want because I'm really big on, you know, um, ownership. But I also know that 
it's only so much I can do on my own. So I would have to kind of like, you know, if I want to scale to a different level, I would have to kind of eventually get people in on what I'm doing to own, you know, stakes or shares or whatever. So, What would be your goal? What What is your ambition now going forward? Uh, tapping into new markets um, and trying different stuff. Um, I'm probably going to tap into a few different markets. Uh, even some are, are, are international. Um, so and kind of seeing where that goes, I'm not really like, I'm not, I'm not, um, it's not about like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go here and just uh, grow this business full scale. Right now, I'm kind of in the in the stage of taking the back seat and I, I got properties, I got revenue coming in, you know, everything's going smooth. So right now, I'm kind of just tapping in and kind of seeing where I could grow and scale my business um, in other markets. So I'm kind of like just, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now, just, just kind of look, looking and seeing, testing different markets out and seeing where I want to grow. Because I, I eventually want to get to the point where I can get into developments and, uh, you know, eventually hotels and stuff like that. Uh, so it has to be in the right, in the right market. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all evolves. So uh, I'll, I'll keep my eye on it. Where did you get this ambitiousness? Is it, has it come from family? Has it come from friends? Has it your schooling? Where did this drive all come from? That's, I think that's the audience will love to know. And I would say just wanting to be better than average. I mean, um, when I first kind of started out on this entrepreneurial journey, I kind of like, you know, I really wanted, you know, the nice cars, the, the nice jewelry. The, um, I wanted to live, you know, stay at the nicest places. I wanted to have the best experiences in life. I, I didn't want to go through life just like, oh, you know, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go on vacation once a year and plan it. No, I, I want to be able to take take this and make it into a lifestyle. Like, So it's to the point now where my life is like a vacation. It's like a long vacation because I'm staying in these different places when I want to. I'm going where I want to when I want to. Um, I have my business, my operational standpoint, pretty much being managed. Um, and I still oversee it, but, um, so I kind of like wanted that freedom and I knew I didn't want to work a regular job and, you know, be in the office for hours at a a time, you know, you know, for the week. So I'm just, I kind of like wanted that. So I guess that was my motivation. And then, you know, starting off having no money and kind of going through a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, and what that comes with not having no money, that also, uh, really drove me to say, you know, I don't ever want to go back to this again to where I'm just having no money, not knowing what my next move is. I assume there's been a lot of obstacles, which we all face, uh, but it's coming out of it, you know, on the right side. And that, that takes a lot of courage and that takes a lot of skill. So as you just said there, you, you've come out of that. When you said you had some struggles uh, you know, did you ever think to yourself, this is, will I ever make it? But, or did you always believe in yourself that I, I am going to be exactly what I want? I'm going to get exactly what I want out of life. And that's a great question. Uh, okay, so on the surface, yes. I, I've, I've had plenty of experience where I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm going to make it through this. So, you know, it was, you know, some, some of the stuff was kind of, you know, a little bit traumatizing in a way. Not like that, but just like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, some experiences were a lot to take in, you know, even as a man, you know, I'm just like, yeah, this is a little bit much. But I think what really drove me was on a surface level, yeah, I'm, I might have been having some, you know, mental uh, struggles of, of dealing with this stuff. But I think deep down, 
it, in a way deep down sometimes and in the back of my mind, in the back of my gut, I knew I would make it through it. And that's kind of what kept me going. You know, because I had some situations where it's just like, well, what is this even about at this point? You know, why, why am I even here? Like, just to be honest with you. But like I said, um, I think having that deep down that in, in my gut to where um, I, I kind of just uh, intuitively uh, knew that I would make it through. So that's kind of what uh, pushed me as well. It's great to hear. And I just thought of a question, actually, about one of your, the business itself. Would you consider doing apps, going international? Is that on your radar? I actually thought about apps before. Um, I'm not really um, super tech savvy. I don't know anything about code. But, of course, you can hire people for that. For that. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of these apps, uh, I mean, they're making a lot of money. Uh, you know, Silicon Valley is, you know, there's a lot of money out there. So I definitely wouldn't be opposed to tapping into that market. Um, and as far as international, we already, uh, I had a, um, actually had a, a place in uh, Dominican Republic uh, and I kind of was working with a guy. And it was, we had a conflict of interest or our, and our, our interest went, went all the way in line. So I decided to pull out a deal. Um, but I had that for a little while and I'm looking at some other markets now actually as we speak. Um, so international is definitely uh, something I'm interested in. One transformative traveling experience itself that you've had that also changed you in a way, what, what would it be? Well, I would say off the top of my head, um, on the fly, uh, I would say um, I went to Cabo and I stayed at, um, at a real nice estate out there, um, which was in a community with multiple estates. And it was a huge development with a uh, resort with, uh, you know, it's, it was almost like a small city. And I'm thinking, like, okay, this, this is like owned by like some uh, some real estate uh, investor group, which is most of these big resorts and big, um, even these big residential bu- uh, buildings are owned by investors of you know people who invest their money and they pull money together. But I um, le- learned that it was it was from a uh, it was it was a guy and his his wife who owned the, the entire thing, and, and I read I read his book. I'm like, okay, let me read read about this guy. You know, he he comes from the struggle. He, you know, he was uh, you know, he, he didn't he didn't start out with money, so he built this thing. And just saying this at this real nice resort, it just kind of inspired me. Like, you know, I mean, this guy is you know no different than anybody else. I mean, if he if he can do it, you know, I can you know at least pursue something of, of that nature. So that that kind of like uh, inspired me too, just getting that experience. And away from everything, when you're not working or traveling have you got any sort of hobbies that you like to stick to i like um okay so i'm into fitness i like boxing um I, you okay. know i boxed for a number of years um did you try to go professional or was it just mainly for for hobby actually uh supposed to have a professional fight but i had a um oh wow yeah yeah it, it didn't it didn't i had an injury so it didn't you know but um yeah that that and then um so i really like boxing um the sport if i still practice and i still you know do it to stay in shape. Um, I'm in a fashion. I love fashion. Uh, I like watches, uh, jewelry. I mean, just pretty much, you know, lifestyle stuff, like cars. So th- these are the things I'm really, like, into outside of, like, you know, boxing and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, those are the things that I kind of, like, really like, you know, I like a lot. They kind of coincide with my lifestyle and my brand. So. So, what do you reckon of the 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 state of boxing in the United States? 
uh, at this moment? Uh, that's that's a hard question. Um, oh, oh, so I got a, I got a story about Anthony Joshua too. Uh, oh, okay, a side story, but um, yeah, yeah, go ahead, tell us. Oh, okay, so so he actually, I got a friend, uh, Charles Martin, who actually fought him for the. Uh, oh yeah, Charles Martin. That was 2015. That's my friend. Yeah, that's my. That's my oh, guy. amazing! He was world champion, wasn't he? He was he was world champion at the time. After Anthony Joshua got his first belt. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Champion, yeah, yeah. So that when he fought him, and you know, um, ended up, I guess, you know, he ended up getting his belt from uh, him. Were, were, you, were you at the fight? I think it was at the O2 Arena, wasn't it? In London? I, I didn't go to the fight. I didn't actually go to the fight. No. I was still here in the States, but um, yeah. And Charles is actually doing his thing right now. Um, I think he has a, a fight coming up with, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, oh, he, I think he was going back and forth with, uh, with one of the other fighters on there. Um, but he's doing his thing right now too, and uh, yeah. So I'm really into the box. I know a lot, a lot of the heavyweights too. So can you let people know where they can find you? Where are all your socials and whatnot? Uh, well, I'm mainly on uh, I'm on Facebook, but I'm mainly on uh, Instagram. Uh, and my personal handle is uh, is Bankman Biscuit, B A N K M A N Biscuit B I S K I T, and then my um my uh company handle is TSL Winners, just like it sounds. I want to thank you for coming on, Kyle. I really appreciate your time and I will speak to you very soon. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Appreciate the interview. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.